0: You know, there are a lot of things happening in rural communities that you may not even realize that are being supported in part by a lot of your agribusiness partners. Uh, joining us today is Brent Brugman. He is the president of Winfield United, a uh, big supplier for a lot of you folks in Wisconsin, whether you recognize it or not. Brent, thanks for taking a minute here. I'm glad that I get a chance to talk with somebody that right now is kind of the hub of a lot of different spokes of activity when it comes to spring planting. First going back to when we first started hearing just trickles of information about COVID-19 as president of Winfield, when did you start to get that feeling in your guts, uh, that creepy feeling up the back of your neck that this was going to impact your business model and that you had to start thinking very nimble about how we were going to respond?
1: Yeah, Pam, thanks. Um, you know, one thing about it is we got a great team, right? And and I think probably to answer your question, late late February, we we've been reading all the different things about what was happening in China, and we actually have some boots on the ground in China, and it was you know more underestimating it. But we started feeling, hey, we got to get things in line, and and we started with our supply chain initiatives, um, basically saying, hey, let's put product just in case versus just in time. And as you know, in the supply chain, we cover about $7 billion of agronomy inputs. Um, you, gotta, you gotta balance that, because you can add cost in a big hurry if you don't have the right stuff, just in case. And, um, and so we started that at the end of February, and I'd say we got a good 30 to 45 day head start, maybe even 60 day head start. And um, what was great about that is we had an open spring. Pam, as you know, we haven't had an open spring for three, four, five years, or a good spring, and so um, that helped us tremendously. And right soon as we started putting that in place, then we started the social distancing and just saying, hey, again, just in case, let's let's protect ourselves because if one of our ASCs goes down, um, we're locked up. And um, but we were very fortunate. I don't want to say business as usual. I'll just say we were really fortunate in um, a good network of retail and a good team to to get it done.
0: Yeah. Did you? Was there any particular? Uh, chain that worried you, Brett, from a supply side? I mean, you know, obviously a lot of things got to come together, some of which are in your control, others which are not. We're talking herbicide, we're talking fertilizer, obviously we're talking seed, and like you mentioned, your staff and uh, delivery of that. Was there any one of those that seemed to give you a little bit more grief than others?
1: Not, Not really. I tell you, what saved us, I think, is prevent plant from a year ago. People had a little extra inventory, I think, on crop protection. We had a good fall last year on CPP. Um, There were some seed numbers that we waited that were probably of the three different agronomy inputs were probably the ones that were a little bit delayed. But all in all, we were pretty fortunate, Pam.
0: Good, good. Now, obviously, we're going gangbusters right now, Brett. Thank goodness, finally, as you pointed out, a spring where we can get wheels up and get some traction before uh, we're pushing scary deadlines into June. How are you able to keep up? Uh, what have you been hearing from your staff in the field as far as even farmers' reaction to the, the availability?
1: Yeah, you know, this battleground has really shifted to what we would call an in-season battleground. Um, you know, the farmer, the grower of tomorrow is really looking at every single input, and saying that input that I put on that crop, how, how do I make sure I can justify it? And it's, it's really about spoon-feeding that crop um, with nutrients and fungicides as we go. So um, we've been really fortunate. As you know, we have a suite of what we call R7 tools, in-season um, digital tools, that allow us to help predict what's coming around the corner before, before you even see it. Um, and it goes back to how do you help that grower up tomorrow um, understand what their break-even costs are and, again, go back to putting all the pieces of the puzzle together. Um, you, have a, you have a marketing, um, forward marketing piece of the puzzle. You have an insurance product. And then we take our agronomy insights from the answer plot network that we have across the U.S. And we really model that to say, If you use this fungicide, you can expect this many bushels. Um, And we think that's really what the grower needs in this type of environment. They're looking for predictability, and they're looking for a risk management tool. Um, We have a tool that we're piloting this year called Advanced Acre, and it's all around taking those pieces of the puzzle and really putting together a risk management outcome-based approach. Um, It won't fit every grower, But we think it'll fit a lot of the growers, and it's something that they're looking for, Pam.
0: You know, right now, Brett, fortunately, because of forward thinking like yours at Winfield United, things are going pretty smooth as far as keeping up with farmers' demands. But 2020 is going to look different, no two ways about it. For example, right now, a lot of your field techs would love to be out with those farmers up close, uh, taking a look at uh, planter depth and making sure that uh, everything's going right. How have you coached them up on this social distancing when it's so against our human nature in agriculture to keep that distance between us?
1: Yeah, you know, relationships are key, right, in, in, in this world that makes it go around. And, and it's um, just looking at, at uh, the eyeballs and, and body gestures and making sure that you can understand and you're communicating to people, it makes it a little tougher. But I would have to say... Uh, we at Lando Lakes and, and I put it towards Teddy Bakelley and our IT group we really haven't skipped the beat um, and actually I would say what we found is is you know we're ready to get out face to face to your point but we've been really efficient and some of our best um, clientele and our best agronomists and our best salespeople will say you know I can get a lot done Um through a Zoom, and it's and not exactly the same, but I can, I can communicate um, one-on-one, and it's more efficient with their time. We've done, to give you an idea, Pam, we've done over 700 virtual clinics where we sat down and say, "How? let's talk about the title of a clinic, an innovation clinic is called The Journey of the Droplet, and how do we help the drift and volatility of a dicamba molecule, for example, Um, with some of our products in our wind tunnel out of River Falls. And and we do them virtually and digital, but you can get those done in 15, 30 minutes. Uh, You don't have to drive two or three or four or five hours. And so um, every noon on Friday, we try to have 15 to 20 different employees on a virtual lunch. Um, Not very many people eat lunch during this time, but we share best practices. And, um, and, And the reality is, is, there are people finding ways to communicate and go to market um, that I I don't think will go back to the old way. I really don't. Uh, you know, it was a rat race and we were putting miles on on vehicles. Think that we were productive. We still got to do that, Pam. But there'll be much more of a balance, I believe.
0: Good point. Good point. Now, one other staple that you alluded to, Brett and. I'm sure farmers are wondering about all of those field demonstrations and events that brought farmers together to visually see what was growing in fields. Uh, How do you plan to approach those uh, events? Are they still in the works? Are we still seeing test plots going in? Uh, What about those elements?
1: Yeah, we we haven't skipped a beat. In fact, um, the pipeline is full of new seed products and new crop protection products and what we would say new enhancement proprietary products uh, with seed treatments and adjuvants. And um, our manufacturer partners upstream, to your point, rely on us to put those into our answer plot system and get, uh, gather those insights and then share them. Um, what we're doing is, is we're planning both ways. Uh, Jamie Leifker, who heads up our agronomy reproductive team, uh, is going to actually pick cameras to the field. And so it'll be like going through a plot tour, but we'll be sending a video and doing like a one-on-one consultation um, with growers or with a group of growers through a retailer. Um, And again, I I think we're going to actually multiply ourselves and do a much better job. Um, And if uh, we get the chance to do twilight tours or, you know, those types of things. We'll do that, but we're not going to take a chance, Pam. There are too many R&D dollars that we got to make sure we build awareness around. And, you know, our focus and our differentiation is is not around spending R&D dollars, but it's around placing those R&D dollars with our upstream manufacturers. So um, we'll be ready. And um, I know all the AnswerPlot crews there are, I think we're almost 75 or 80% all the plots in, and I just saw a number compared to a year ago, we were like at 23%. Um, so we're ready. We're ready and feel good about going into the, the summer months.
0: Uh, if you're just joining us, this is Brett Bruegerman. He is the president of Winfield United. We're talking a little bit about how a company of that size and scope had to be very nimble once COVID-19 became a new reality. Brett One thing I did not realize, and I'm pretty close to Winfield United, is what's happening in communities thanks to Winfield United efforts. I mean, I think sometimes many of us forget Internet is not something that can be taken for granted. Some of the things that uh, we may rely on on a day-to-day basis are kind of spotty, if available at all in some areas. Tell me a little bit about how Winfield United's gotten involved there supporting farmers.
1: Yeah, I I know exactly what you mean. I think a lot of people are really finding the value in this environment, right? Um, I grew up in a farm. My mom still lives on the farm back in Carroll and Calhoun County. And and when you can't get service, I mean, it's just like you're locked up and you're paralyzed. But um, Beth Ford, our CEO, had this vision probably about a year and a half or two years ago. She started talking about it and said, hey, you know, broadband Technology drives everything. It drives education. It drives health. It drives food. Um, And we know in rural America, there are parts that are dead spots, right? And there are spots that don't have um, coverage. Who else has a network of retailers across the U.S. that have what we call these broadband areas better than what we do? We have close to 4,000 retail locations that you know service our seven million dollars worth of business, and it's us. And so what's so cool about it, Pam, is is it gets back to the roots of what a cooperative is built for. It's a supply and marketing cooperative, and um, it puts our retail network as the hero in that community, which they are. Um, and, and what's cool about it is is it, it serves a short term, what I would say, fix. Um, to what we just, just talked about in this environment. But it's going to add on to certain things where we're having conversations with Mayo Clinic. We're having conversations with um, different universities for tutoring. We're having, you know, like telemedicine, like I said, with Mayo Clinic. And they're ju- it's just going to continue. Microsoft has decided to uh, work with this. Um, Bayer has decided to work with this. Other companies are saying, hey, how do we help rural communities um, become – what I would say uh, more more reliable around this technology, and uh, and we want to take it and actually uh, be uh, an ad- advantage with our retail network. So yeah, we're excited about it, and, and like I said, it gets back to the roots, um, and it's a scalable asset technology that we we feel like as a cooperative we should be involved with.
0: Well, like you said, a whole new way of doing business, a whole new way of looking at our business model. Brett Brueggemann is one of the people that's got eyes on it every day. He is president of Winfield United. And again, remember, uh, your Winfield United folks are as close as your phone. You probably already know them. Uh, If you don't, WinfieldUnited.com has got some great resources there to help you know what's uh, in your community and some of those folks that may be able to help. Brett Brueggemann, President of Winfield United. I'm Pam Yonke.